It's Thursday, February 4th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the Indians made a couple of moves uh, overnight. They signed uh, Brian Shaw, former Indians reliever, uh, who had been with Colorado and a couple of other teams over the last few seasons. They re-signed him to a minor league deal. Uh, and they also brought in uh, Heath Hembry, uh, ex-Red Sox reliever, uh, on a minor league contract as well to, to fortify that bullpen. A couple of veteran presence uh, arms there uh, on, on minor league deals, a uh, low risk and, and trying to get, uh, you know, some experience there in a bullpen that's going to feature a lot of young guys this year. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, that, that was an interesting move. You know, I, I talked to Chris Antonetti last week, you know, after the, you know, they kind of had, had come to uh, come to an agreement with the, uh, Eddie Rosario and, uh, you know, and, uh, Cesar Hernandez, and he said, we don't have any money left, but, you know, look for us to add some arms to the bullpen on minor league deals, you know, kind of make good deals, and uh, lo and behold, uh, you know, Brian Shaw and, uh, how do you say, Hemtree, how do you say his last name? Heath Heath Hembry. Yeah, he come, and there's another guy too, JD somebody, right? Uh, I I believe it's DJ Johnson. DJ uh, Johnson, yeah. He's, He's also from the Rockies as well. Yeah. So, you know, three guys that have experience and, uh, you know, they've always had good luck with, with guys like that. And unfortunately they didn't do that last year. Uh, they went, you know, I think they only brought in one guy with a, with previous big league experience on a minor league deal, but in the past they've, they've done quite well with that. And uh, hopefully they can catch lightning in a bottle again. Right. It, it could be an indication as to, you know, the, the severity of the injury suffered by Cam Hill, uh, another young guy that they had had you know put in position to, to get some innings last year. Uh, he suffered a, a broken wrist in the offseason uh, in in Oklahoma. So uh, you know maybe that's maybe some of these are depth moves there. But uh, Brian Shaw, what, what what was your reaction when you saw Brian Shaw's name come across uh, as uh, as the guy that they're they're bringing in? Uh, I am sure a lot of Indians fans still you know go back to. Uh, November 2nd, 2016, and, and Brian Shaw on the mound uh, in the 10th inning uh, against the uh, the Whites, or I'm sorry, against the Cubs. Uh, three runs given up and uh, in a tie game, and uh, the, the Cubs go on to win game seven of the World Series. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was not Brian Shaw's finest moment for sure. And uh, the rain delay, I still think, screwed him up whatever that was, what was it like a five minute rain delay or what 13, 17 minute rain delay. I still don't think, I still think they should have played through that. Maybe the the Indians are world series champs if they did that. But uh, yeah, but you know, I think you can't, you can't just, obviously the one game, you know, sticks out in your mind. It's a Jose Mason moment, but you look at uh, Shaw's career his six, seven, you know, years stay with the Indians. I mean, he was as durable as they can come. Second, second most uh, relief appearances next to uh, Cody Allen, uh, just a guy who took the ball every day, um, you know, and uh, just, uh, you know, you know, threw one pitch, basically a cutter, like at 95 miles an hour. Now, I don't know what happened to him in Colorado. Obviously, he signed a big deal and, uh, you know, ran into some problems there. And, and then he went to uh, Seattle last season after being released and, and he didn't pitch well again. So we'll have to see how much, you know, there is left in his arm. 
Right. One one thing that tends to happen in the uh, the thin air up there in Colorado, that cutter doesn't cut as much, uh, maybe necessarily. Uh, he wouldn't be the first pitcher to run into problems uh, playing for the Rockies in that situation. Uh, but, you know, you, you talked about his durability. Terry Francona was never shy about using Brian Shaw. Uh, it, it, it was almost, uh, you know, comical the number of times you would you would be sitting in the press box and they would get a reliever up and it would be Brian Shaw and you were like he just pitched yesterday and the day before how can they how can they have him up pitching again and and this guy like you said like the uh like the infielders who who play every day and they post every day and they take pride in that Brian Shaw really took pride in being able to come in the next day and tell tell Tito hey I'm ready to go you know I'm available tonight yeah, I mean, uh, 70, 80 appearances. I don't think he ever made less, fewer than 70 appearances with the Indians during, you know, when he was here. And uh, I, a couple of times he led the league in appearances or maybe tied for the league lead. And, you know, the Indians, you know, watched some video of him uh, this, this offseason, uh, looked at his delivery, thought he was throwing, you know, throwing well. And that was one of the reasons they brought him back, brought him to camp. And obviously he's a Francona favorite. I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Cody Allen makes makes an appearance, but those two guys, you know, they might have to, uh, you know, walk in with their uh, with their arms in a wheelbarrow next to them, the way they were used here. And, uh, you know, they both made, made some money, uh, but they both had problems after they left Cleveland. And, you know, I think you only have so many pitches left in your arm. Right. Uh, I believe Brian Shaw led the American League three times and led all of baseball twice in, in total appearances uh, as, as a reliever. Um, you know, that's some pretty imp impressive marks. I think 79 appearances was his, yeah. his uh, career high, uh, and, and that might have been in 2014. So, uh, but yeah, he did struggle mightily, uh, high ERA, high whip in, uh, in Colorado. You know, maybe just a, a return to – to the basics for him uh, in, in Cleveland might uh, might be a, a good thing. Uh, as far as Heath Hembry goes, this is a guy who's, who's who won a World Series in 2018 with the the Red Sox and and was a big part of that um, that bullpen and their and their success there. Uh, last season uh, started out pretty decently, had uh, had one rough outing with the the Red Sox and then got traded the next day uh, to to Philadelphia. Uh, struggled a little bit in Philly and and got released by the end of the year. Yeah, you know, you look at his numbers with the, with Boston. You know, the, up until this past season, and even this a little bit this season or last season, Joe. I mean, he's pitching pretty well, very effective. Looks like a big strikeout guy. Even you know, even as much as he struggled last year, he still had his strikeouts to walk ratio was great. So you know, perhaps that's a guy that you can put you know in the sixth or seventh inning. Get, get a big strikeout, a right-hander, and, uh, you know, then go to a Whitgren or whoever, you know, Whitgren and, and uh, uh, Karen Shack. Right. Uh, Hembry, uh, a guy who, like you said, 6'4", big, tall guy, strikeout guy, power guy, uh, really hit, hit his contract, I think his deal with the, with the Indians, uh, as reported by John Heyman of MLB Network, uh, he can he can make uh, 1.25 million if he makes the major league roster, and there's some incentives in there as well. So really, this is sort of a, a show me deal with the with the Indians, and, and they're trying to to sort of get the best out of him 
uh, in, in, a, in a position where he knows he's got to prove himself. Yeah, usually these deals, Joe, they all have guys, you know, they, they're veteran guys. They come in, they probably have an out clause in, uh, you know, an opt-out clause in, in, a, in the contract toward the end of spring training. And then you, if they don't make the club, then, you know, if the Indians have enough interest, they'll try to, uh, you, know, you know, get them to go to, go to AAA and, and they have them there as, as depth or, you know, they, 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 they become free agents and look for another job. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, but, uh, you know, this is, this is a good gamble. It's a gamble worth taking. Right. Uh, you know, they found success with guys like, uh, like Tyler Clippard uh, a couple years back. You know, this was a guy who, you know, they, they bet on his track record and, and they were rewarded because Clipper became a, a guy who was very versatile and very reliable uh, and, and got some big outs for them uh, throughout that, that 2019 season. Uh, so, so really does, are they set in the bullpen now, or do you anticipate any more moves like this? Well, I think, you know, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to, you know, what, when you look at the bullpen, what do you got, Joe? Who, who do you, you, the four guys, the four guys I look at are Class A, uh, Karen Check, Whitgren, and, and Maton, you know, Maton. I, I, right. I know I'm probably not saying that right. So right. you got four guys. So you got three, three guys you've got to, you know, fill three holes maybe, or maybe who knows what the roster is, you know, is it a 26? Is it going to be a 30, 30 man roster, you know, depending, you know, how the spring breaks. So, you know, you, you could, you probably got three to four spots to fill. You know? Now, do you go with your, you know, do you go with your uh, kind of your, you know, your swing guys, Plutko and, and Logan and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Scott, uh, Scott, uh, Scott Moss, or do you, you know, do you go with some veteran guys that, that have had the experience, you know, relieving in, in the big leagues, in a big league bullpen? Right. And you've got, like you mentioned, Logan Allen, uh, Scott Moss, uh, Cal Quantrill. One of those guys is probably going to, uh, Adam Plucko, are probably going to fit into that number five starter role. Uh, and then, you know, any number of those guys can, can be uh, converted into a, a long guy or a, you know, an emergency guy out of the bullpen. Uh, they also signed Jordan Humphreys, or they, I, I believe they, they picked him up. Uh, he was from the, uh, the Yankees organization, I, I believe. Uh, other option could be uh, a guy like uh, Kyle Nelson. They don't have a, a really a lefty out there. So a guy like Kyle Nelson could, could find himself just by default being a, a, a guy in that mix. Uh, and they had the, the rule five guy from the Yankees, right? Trevor, uh, uh, Trevor Steffen. Yeah. Trevor Steffen is in there the too. One, yeah. They're going to have to, they're going to have to keep him or, or send him back to the Yankees. So, you know, he's obviously an option in the pen as well. Right. So, you know, the, the, you've probably got about four or five guys competing for two or three spots uh, in that rotation, depending, like you said, on, on what the makeup of the roster is. I, I, I believe they're going to go with the 26 man roster again this year. Uh, as as yeah. was announced at 27 for uh, for for double headers. So, and you know those double headers could be seven inning double headers. Uh, we we still have have yet to find out what the the decision on all that is going to be. With Indians baseball right around the corner, there's never been a better time for you to register for Indian subtext. Our subscriber based service gives you the inside scoop and analysis on the Indians for 3.99 a month. You get everything we're hearing and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. 
and you can text us directly with your questions and opinions. It's a great way to avoid the trolls on social media, and it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why should you sign up? Here's one of our subscribers, Bill from Arizona. I think it's great the way uh, uh, you guys have handled it this year and appreciate the fact that, you know, you usually, uh, when you're able, respond pretty uh, quickly, either just to me or to, you know, to, to everybody. And it's nice to have a little insight on some things and then maybe an hour or two later, the story will break. I kind of feel like I'm sort of, you know, on the QT in the know and it's fun. Bill and all of our Indian Subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the team and the best way to keep up is with Indian Subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or text Hoinsey or Joe at 216-208-4346. Again, that's joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or send a text message to 216-208-4346. We look forward to having you as a member of Indian subtext. Uh, yeah, so the roster, you know, starting to have some idea of what the bullpen m- might look like. And you've got, uh, you know, maybe a, a question answered in the outfield when Eddie Rosario uh, finally signs his deal today. Uh, if he passes his physical, uh, that's that's something that they're anticipating happening this afternoon. Yeah, he's he, he came to town yesterday, Joe, Wednesday, supposed to take his physical uh, today. You know, I, I think the Indians are going to probably have some kind of press conference tomorrow, Friday, to officially announce it. But I would imagine he, he sometime tonight he'll 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 get you know he'll pass that physical, and uh, you know so you know that's so uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, you know that's a, that's a big ad for the Indians, and uh, you know I think this team is pretty much set to uh, you know go to spring training, Joe. I mean, you know I talked to uh, Terry Francona last night. He's, you know, he's kind of anticipating a difficult spring, uh, just, well, not maybe a difficult, but a challenging spring with, with the COVID, with the protocols. He thinks, uh, you know, they, they still don't know how many people are going to, or how many players are going to be allowed to have in camp at one time, um, how many staff members. And as we already know, the whole complex in Goodyear, Arizona is, is going to be closed to, you know, to anybody but players and staff and executives. So, uh, and, and how do you, you know, it, it's going to be interesting just to see how they get through this spring, if there's going to be any more outbreaks out there or, you know, hopefully not. And they, they, they can go through this thing, uh, you know, as, as normal as possible. When you talked to Tito, was he, was he healthy? Was he upbeat? Was he in good spirits? Yeah, he was, he was in good spirits. Yeah, he, he definitely was. He, he was, you know, he, I think he was, uh, you know, pushing for maybe that, uh, you know, I think, but you know, he is, he's in good spirits. He, um, you know, is really, really excited about uh, getting Hernandez, Cesar Hernandez back. Right. Uh, so, you know, I, I asked him, of course, well, you got your leadoff hitter. And, and of course, Tito said, well, I'm not making my lineup out. You know, we don't have to start <laughs> making our lineup out in, in, Jan- in February. I can, I can literally hear him telling you, Hoinsey, I'm not making my lineup up in February. That, I, I've yeah. heard that quote before. It's, it, 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 you must ask it every year. Yeah. But, you know, he, you know, he was really, he said that's going to help him. And, uh, but I think this is going to be a challenging year. Definitely. All right. Uh, I wanted to mention the, um, uh, the passing of uh, 
really an icon in, in the Cleveland sports media among the guys who, who are on, on daily beats and, and cover the teams like the Indians, Cavs and Browns. Uh, Les Levine passed away uh, last night and uh, the news uh, got around today uh, that, that, that had happened. Uh, you, you knew Les as, as, as well as anybody, you were a guest on his show uh, a number of times. Uh, you know, I, I, I am sure that you have uh, a number of stories that you probably can't share on the air, but uh, you know, just when you think of Les and you think of his contributions to, uh, you know, Cleveland media and, and covering the sports teams here uh, in North, Northeast Ohio, you know, what, what do you think uh, Les's greatest contribution uh, has been? I just think he, he offered a forum Joe, for the beat guys, for the everyday guys that, uh, you know, you don't really see that as much anymore. I mean, everybody does radio shows and, and uh, you know, everybody does radio hits and, and all that. Uh, but, uh, you know, everybody's Les, got a podcast now. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> got a podcast. But let's give you, you know, a, like a setting where I remember sitting down with, Bert, you know, on, on a panel with Bert Grave, Bud Shaw, Livingston, me and, and, uh, and less, and just you know, just how did you get a word in edgewise on that panel? Yeah, yeah. And, and it was just so much fun. All we did is laugh and and rip each other, and and uh, <laughs> you and you and the thing that was funny was, um, you know, you wouldn't, you know, you you'd be in this little. I remember it was downtown somewhere. I can't remember where where the studio was uh, when they were on Spectrum, and you'd go in there and you'd do it, and you you just think you're talking into a void, but. Then you'd, you'd see people on the street for the next two or three days. Or you'd get emails. Hey, I saw you on Les. You guys were great. You know, you guys were great. Or I don't agree with you. Or you, what are you crazy? And it really, you know, he, he, he had a, you know, he had a hold on the, on the Cleveland audience. And there was a time uh, I was doing a rant on, uh, <laughs> rant on one of his shows at the end of the show. And, uh, and I was, it was about chocolate cake for saying, I, I can't even remember just some kind of some kind of crazy rant and i and the next time i was on there let's let's had a chocolate cake for me and <laughs> put it and i had to eat it on the air which i you know i did i did not complain <laughs> oh my was, goodness it's great but he, he you know the how come quickies he had that right yeah he had he had his little beat uh little bits and everything like that the how come quickies uh just the way that he always introduced uh you know, segments on, on, on the air and, and things like that. Uh, he was, he was somebody that you, he sort of grew on you after a few, uh, yeah. a few appearances or right. Uh, and we were really happy to have, uh, to be able to, to continue airing his show uh, in, in whatever format it was here on cleveland.com. And anytime one of our, our reporters was, was asked to, you know, guest on his show, it was, it was always a, you know, just a fun thing to do and to be able to, you know, offer your time to, to contribute. I, I thought it was uh, a lot of fun to just be able to sit there and talk, not just about the teams, but about, you know, just the sport in general, or, or even if it was something like chocolate cake, it didn't even matter. It was, it was just fun. <laughs> yeah. And, and he, you know, he had that dry wit, that quick wit that if you didn't, if you weren't looking for it, you know, it went right over your head. So he, he was really, you know, more sports and less Levine and all that stuff. And just, it just, it was, it was, it was really fun. It was any, you know, he, and, you know, Joe, I mean, uh, for the last, what, four or five years, he's been maybe longer for the, since, he, you know, he had Parkinson's. He's been doing that job, you know, mm -hmm. day in, day out. He's been on the radio. He was grinding it out. And then, you know, uh, you know, you never heard him complain. He, he you know, he kind of slowed down a little bit, but he kept going to the post, man. He, 
He was a pro. Yeah, he was he was one of a kind in in Cleveland sports media. He will be missed uh, definitely. Uh, you know, come opening day, it was it was always you know good to turn around and, and see him in the press boxes uh, every time. So uh, Les Levine will will truly be missed by by everybody in Cleveland sports media and anybody who uh, who turned on a show and, and and cared about any of the teams we cover. So uh, raise a glass to him uh, wherever he is, uh, Les Levine. Uh, Hoinsey, we'll, uh, we'll keep monitoring, uh, the, the Indians for, for signings, for any, any news, any movement as we get closer. We missed truck day today, Hoinsey. It was truck, this was day. truck day. It was truck day. I, I, I watched the, I, this is the first time in what, four or five years I've, I've watched on a, a live stream they had on Facebook live. We missed truck day today. We didn't, we didn't get to stand out on the loading dock, freezing our rear ends off, watching guys put pallets on a truck for two hours and then basically leave. Uh, and Tony, Tony Amato, Tony Amato gets off scot-free, which is ridiculous. He doesn't have to stand there in his shorts and, and answer our questions, which was the highlight of truck day for me. Yeah, that's, that's no good. We, oh man, not, you you know, this is going to be a different season if we, if we didn't see the trucks trucks pull out a progressive field uh we know that they're on their way so that's that's all we can ask for all right hoines we'll catch you again next week here on the cleveland baseball talk podcast all right joe